bringing you the latest research, tools, and common sense tips you need to get and stay healthy. It's Talk Healthy Today. Here's Lisa Davis. I love Foodie Friday, and I have to say, I jumped on the bone broth, broth, bone broth, <laughs> bone broth train, as I call it, uh, a few years ago. I started reading about the benefits of bone broth. I started making my own bone broth. I started buying bone broth sometimes, and I really did notice a big difference in my complexion, and people would comment, and I just think it's so incredibly important. So today we're going to talk about the many benefits of bone broth, why it's good for healing your gut, how it's good for your appearance, how you got to make it, why it's got to be high quality, where you should get it, all that good stuff. And we have got Justin Mayer's hair. He is from Kettle and Fire. He's a co-founder, and uh, they make bone broth. So hey, Justin, great to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right, so when did you first get on the bone broth train? <laughs> so I got into this, uh, the whole bone broth thing, about three years ago. So I had a couple friends in CrossFit uh, that were using it to recover from some of the strenuous CrossFit workouts. And yes. I decided, you know, I wanted to look into the benefits. And after reading more about it, talking to some friends, just decided it was something I, I had to have in my diet. And what was it for you? What 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 was some of the things that you found that made you go, holy moly, I got to try this? <laughs> yeah. So for me, I am very interested in recovery and longevity. And like I've seen more and more research around how gut health impacts your mood, your brain function, uh, all of that. And so I'm really, really interested in incorporating foods into my diet that support gut health. So things like fermented foods, and bone broth, which has a bunch of amino acids and proteins that are really, really helpful in terms of improving digestive function and gut health. And so what made you decide that uh, going from, you know, enjoying it, seeing the benefits to actually being like, I'm going to start a company because that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it is a big deal. So, <laughs> you know, around this time that I was looking into bone broth and the benefits, my younger brother, who I started the company with, tore his ACL while playing soccer. So he was bedridden, had surgery, and, you know, he couldn't move for seven weeks, basically. And so he asked me, you know, what foods can I incorporate into my diet to improve and speed up the healing process? And I recommended bone broth, went online to buy him some, and saw that literally no one was selling it. And at the same time, like, I knew that I didn't have the time to make this on a consistent basis if it was going to be something I, I drank every single day. And so we just chatted and he didn't want to go to college and decided that we should try and start, you know, the first shelf stable bone broth company. That is so cool. You know, I have to say my husband does complain when I make it that it is, it does kind of smell up the house a bit. I tend to make it uh, in a <laughs> crock pot. Um, <laughs> so maybe if I made it on the stove, I do think it's great to make it, but I also think it's really good to have something that you can trust. Right. So talk to us a little bit about how you came up with your, I guess, recipe, uh, how you knew what kind of bones to use. I know they need to be high quality. Are your bones grass fed? Are they not grass fed? Cause that's something that I've read is important. Talk to us about all these things. Sure. Yeah. So first off, I mean, if you can make your own bone broth, great, please do. It's, it's not a bad thing in any way. Uh, however, yeah. We found that when it comes to travel, you know, just all of the things that life kind of throws at you, it's kind of difficult to consistently make something on your own and then make it a part of your daily life. And so for us, we wanted a bone broth source that was 
made with all organic ingredients, uh, made from bones, only from 100% grass-fed, grass-finished cattle. And, you know, we're just chock full of the nutrients, the amino acids, and the proteins that make bone broth so important in the first place. And so all of the ingredients we use are organic. All of the bones we source are from, uh, in the case of our beef, they're from cattle that have been grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, or pasture-grazed. You know, the chickens are cage-free organic. Uh, Just the highest quality of ingredients across the board that we can get. Now, what's the difference between grass-fed and grass-finished? Isn't that like some are 100% grass-fed and then some are given a mixture of grains or corn or whatever they feed cows and then they're just finished with the grass-fed? Talk to us about those differences and if I'm on the right track. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're definitely on the right track. So like anything in our messed up food system, uh, companies (laughs) saw that that people were paying a premium for grass-fed and so some of the big companies decided to say, oh, great, what's the minimum we can do to get this grass-fed oh. certification? And it turns out that feeding a cow, you know, 70% grass or grass for 70% of its life and then packing them full of grains towards the end of their life so that they still bulk up, still, uh, you know, still get overfed and, and provide more meat uh, per cow is the way to go. And so you can stay grass-fed if you fed your cattle grass for about 70% of its life. However, that still does not mean that the, the meat you're eating or the bones that you're using in your bone broth are of the same quality of something that is 100% grass-fed, grass-finished. So we try and do it the right way and not the technically acceptable way <laughs> that a lot of the large food companies kind of go about it. So do you use both grass-fed all the way and then also some grass-finished or is it all grass-fed 100%? No, so we are 100, we only use bones that are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. So no grain ever introduced to our cattle side. Oh, that's great. Now, this is a whole other topic. I mean, how do we know now? Like if I go to the store, I'm assuming this guy, I go to Whole Foods and I get uh, grass-fed meat. I'm assuming it's, I think we would say if it was only grass-finished, I hope, right? I mean, how do we know? Well, yeah, so what grass-fed, grass-fed is basically the, the lower qualification. The highest qualification is grass-fed, grass-finished. And so what that is saying is when when a cattle is grass-fed, that means that for the majority of its early life, it's been eaten grass. Uh, Grass-finished means that for both the majority of its life and towards the end of its life, it has been eating grass. So what you ultimately want to look for is grass-fed, grass-finished, and Whole Foods will often provide the details on that. Okay. You know, where I was confused is I had heard that grass finish meant something else, that they're fed grains for like 60% and then they're grass finished, see, versus what you're saying yeah. is they started with the grass and they're finished. <laughs> with the grass. Yeah. So I apologize yeah. for so, my confusion. No, yeah. no, no, no. You're completely right. So grass, grass finished only without the grass fed certification is the weakest of the three options. <laughs> Oh, it is the weakest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So for you guys, really for a combination of the two. All right. That makes sense. Okay. So at Cattle and Fire, you guys are doing this. Now, what was it like in terms of coming up with the recipe? Do you keep it simple or do you, because when I make mine, I literally just would throw in, uh, if I was doing the chicken, the organic chicken bones, uh, some, I was told a little apple cider vinegar helps pull out the collagen Mm -hmm. and water and that's it. Like I didn't make it with carrots and celery and onion, and it probably would have tasted better, but I, just, I was just making it like that. What do you guys do? 
Yeah, so we use a bunch of organic vegetables. So we have, we have three different types. But our core recipe is organic vegetables plus some spices, bay leaves, thyme, rosemary, and apple cider vinegar, bones, and that is pretty much it. And so, and obviously water. <laughs> and so yeah. for, that is, that makes up the base of our recipe. And then, you know, for our mushroom chicken bone broth, for example, we will add lion's mane mushroom to our normal chicken bone broth. And it makes like a really rich and hearty uh, mushroomy bone broth. And so, mm. but our core recipe is just bones, apple cider vinegar, water, herbs, and a couple of vegetables, all organic. Oh, nice. Yeah, that apple cider vinegar, they say, you know, really does help bring it out. Now, one of the things too is, okay, so I bought bone broth before, but when I put it in the fridge, it doesn't get gelatinous. And then it makes me think it doesn't have much of the good stuff in it. Is that true? Or am I mistaken? Because I've had other people be like, oh, I got this bone broth. And it's great. Because when you put it in the fridge, it thickens up a bit. And if it doesn't, where's the collagen? Or is that a myth? Help, help us understand. Uh, no, that, that's a pretty real thing. And so what you'll see in some of the other shelf, you know, bone broth you can buy at the store is they don't really do the long cook times. And so what is in the product is relatively light on collagen on gelatin. And so what happens is when okay. you expose, you know, the, the product to cold over an extended period of time, like putting it in the fridge or the freezer, uh, what you won't see is you won't see the product firm up and gel due to the high amounts of gelatin. And so, our product actually does that because we use extraordinarily long cook times to really get all of the nutrients, the, the amino acids out of the bone into the broth so that when you put it in the fridge, it actually firms up and gels just like a homemade bone broth would. See, I like that. That's really important. Now, let's talk about how often. If you're going for, I mean, all the benefits are good, right? You want to heal the gut. You want to have better skin. You want to help uh, internally, like you were talking about with the collagen and with your brother. How, how often do you recommend people drink like a cup a day or if they're trying to treat something, an injury or accelerate their, you know, beauty regimen, <laughs> maybe two cups a yeah. day? What do you recommend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for most people, I recommend one to two cups a day. And the main reason this is, is that if you eat anything close to the way an average American eats, you are almost certainly not getting any of the amino acids and proteins that only exist in organ meats and bone marrow and bone broth in your diet. And as mm -hmm. you know, Americans, we eat almost no like liver, kidney, brains, anything like that. And so yeah. most people are pretty deficient in some of these key amino acids, proline, glycine, glucosamine, and the like, that are only found in bone broth and bone marrow. Yeah, see, it's interesting. I was talking to a friend yesterday who said that they were going vegan, and I was like, well, what about bone broth? <laughs> That's the first thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> can't you just have some bone broth? You know, and I don't want to try up any vegan listeners. I support what you're doing. That works for you. That's great. I'm more of a... You know, I like my bone broth. I like my grass-fed organic meat, you know, things like that. I'm, a, I'm really big into healthy fats. Um, Lots of vegetables. That's like my thing. Uh, but wouldn't it be good to, you know, have the, the bone broth if, if possible? Or, or what do you say to people who just don't buy it? And I don't mean literally don't buy it, but uh, who don't yeah. believe it or feel like it's just hype. And how do I know this bone broth really works? What do you say? Sure. So I think there are two things. On the one hand, I say, you know, look at some of the key amino acids, collagen, gelatin, uh, glucosamine, you know, and the like that are only found in bone broth and point to me where else you can get those 
in your diet. Like there, there are things called essential amino acids, meaning that these amino acids are essential to your body's proper and healthy functioning, yet the body can't make them itself. And so there are things that we need to get into our diet, like and we can only get these amino acids through diet. Bone broth is a great source of this. On the other hand, the reason I don't buy the, the fat argument is I think that if you look at different cultures, you know, throughout history, bone broth and, you know, soup based in doing bones for an extended period of time have been a part of pretty much every single ancestral eating tradition that we have found evidence for. And so where things like maple water or something like that, I could easily say is a, a fad or a trend because there's no ancestral evidence for people incorporating, you know, tons of maple water or pomegranate juice or something like that into their diet as a staple. That does not necessarily hold true for bone broth. Oh, I like that. I think that makes so much sense. Well, I've seen the benefits in my skin and uh, I think it's great. I love bone broth and it is, it is a kind of a pain to make, but it's also nice also in the winter. I mean, my suggestion to people is I would definitely try yours and I would also definitely try to make it yourself. Just make sure you're getting good, high quality bones. Yeah. I have a neighbor, a new neighbor. And I was so excited because we just started talking and somehow bone broth came up and she was like, oh my gosh, there's this great butcher not too far from here. And they use all organic grass fed everything. And we, we got to go get some bones. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's usually not <laughs> that's what awesome. like, people are like. That's what you want in a neighbor. But it was kind of cool. Like, was like, oh, we have something in common. We can make bone broth together. And it is nice during, during the winter, but during the summer, I don't want to be heating up the house, cooking things on the stove. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's totally. really nice to have this alternative. Um, now, how affordable would you say it is? I don't want to get into exact pricing, but I'm just curious because I think a lot of these things can be expensive for people, and that's why they make their own. How do you deal with that? And, and would you say that yours is is uh, reasonable? Or talk to us about that. Yeah, so I would say ours is reasonable. Uh, if you buy a package of our bone broth at Whole Foods, you know it comes out to about three dollars a cup, and so uh, it's certainly oh, not great. cheap. Yeah, so it's certainly not cheap, but it certainly, uh, given the quality of ingredients we have to source, you know, we're we're buying more bones than more hundred percent grass fed grass finished bones than anyone else in the country right now. Uh, wow. Just given the quality of ingredients, how long we cook each batch of our bone broth, the packaging, and just everything that goes into it, like I find it a, a pretty reasonable habit for people that people can pick up and maybe sub out once a day for a cup of coffee that, you know, that you would buy at Starbucks or something like that. Exactly. You know what? I was thinking the same thing. That's so cool that you're in Whole Foods. Yeah. Yeah. We're in every Whole Foods in the country as of May. That is fantastic. Now, if people want to make it themselves, you said, you know, the trick is you have to cook it a long time. What is it? What, what does that mean? How long? Uh, so about, if you're making beef bone broth, 20 to 20 eight hours is probably the minimum, the minimum. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yes. Okay. Now what about a crock pot? Cause I did mine for like 10 to 12 hours in a crock pot and it came out, it ended up pretty gelatinous. Yeah. So were you doing a chicken bone broth? I assume. I did a chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I never the made chicken a bone broth. yet. Yeah. So chicken, you can uh, cook basically for shorter time periods because the bones are smaller and thus take less time to break down. And so for oh, chicken, yes. 10 to 12 hours is perfectly fine. Okay. Now with the beef bone broth, what kind of, what kind of bones do you want to use? Are there certain types that you would ask for? 
And, you know, if you have a good butcher you can go to who uses a grass, they have grass-fed bones. Sure. So anything, so I like to think about, you want to think about what are the bones that have the most connective tissue, which is which are the richest parts of the animal with. Uh, you know, tissue is super rich in collagen gelatin. And basically the those are the building blocks that make up strong, healthy tissue. And so what you want to look for are probably joints and bones that are uh, that transport a lot of bone marrow. And so for me, that is like knuckle, patella, uh, some femur, a lot of neck bones, basically anything where there's, there's a lot of connective tissue uh, that binds together different bones. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Now, is there one that you would say is healthier than the other or that should you should drink more often or should you maybe have chicken one day and beef the next and chicken or should you do like a week of beef, week of chicken? What do you recommend? Yeah, so I don't think that one is necessarily healthier than the other. However, I have seen uh, from some independent lab tests that we've had done on our product, I've seen that beef has about 20% more collagen than the chicken does. And you know, it has a slightly different amino acid profile. So I try and alternate between the two or do them about 50-50. That said, if you really like one and don't like the other, I don't think it's going to negate the benefits if you only drink chicken because that's the only one you like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do have to say, I mean, I I like them both and uh, I tend to trade off and I I definitely think it's such a great thing. You know, speaking of great things, I just want to give a shout out to That's It. They made the fruit bar. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's really good. It's literally like, that's it. It's just fruit. Well, now they have these awesome veggie bars. And one of the things that I love about it is that it's made from beans. I'm a big fan of beans. And they're, they have this amazing texture. Like it's almost like a rice crispy texture. I don't know how they do it, but it's amazing. Uh, they have four grams of protein. They're gluten-free. They are free from peanuts, tree nuts, dairy products, eggs, soy, wheat, crustaceans, and fish. And uh, it's like beans and peas, beans and carrots, beans and corn. It's a great way to get a serving of vegetable. You can have your bone broth. You can have your vegetables. You know, it's definitely a great thing. It's nice when my daughter's hungry and says, oh, do we have any more of those That's It veggie bars? Because she also loves the crunch. They're super convenient. As I mentioned, it's a great way to get a serving of vegetables. So I really encourage people to check them out online. Check them out on social media. You can go to hashtag That's It, hashtag Real Veggies. Follow them online at That's It fruit on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also get 10% off. So here's how you do it. If you go to www.thatsitfruit.com, again, thatsitfruit.com, enter code TALKHEALTHY. You can save 10% off any order today. I think they'll go great with bone broth. So I want to encourage everybody. (laughs) All right, Justin, we just have a few minutes left. The time goes by so quickly. Is there anything that we didn't touch on with bone broth today that you think is really key and that you really want uh, our listeners to know about. You know, I think you did a fantastic job covering everything. <laughs> oh, very, that's very nice. Well, it is good. And I have to say your product is delicious. And I was impressed that it did gel up because I was wondering, I'm like, I don't know, I've got other ones that are pre-made <laughs> and, and that is so nice. And it's nice to have uh, the small size too, right? You've got the, tell us Absolutely. about that in terms of sizes. Yeah. Yeah. So we make you it have, in a 16, 16- yeah. Point two ounce sizes. And the reason for that is it makes it really easy for people to pour out a cup, 
you know, put it back in the fridge and reuse it again the next day or later that night. And so we, we try not to make these massive, unusable uh, packages where a lot of the product ends up spoiling because that's not what we want for any of our products. <laughs> oh, that is a drag. And how did you come up with the name Kettle and Fire? So we were thinking about, you know, we wanted to approach this, this space and make a product that was as true to the ancestral way of eating as possible. And so we thought, you know, what are the two core things that you need to make a bone broth? And, you know, one of them is a kettle and the other is a fire. And so we just thought that was a cool name and decided to go with it. I agree. All right, Justin, this has been super fun. Tell us all the ways we can learn more about you and Kettle and Fire online. Yeah, you can check us out, kettleandfire.com. It's A-N-D, fire.com. Uh, and you, we're also on Instagram, at kettleandfire, Twitter, same thing. Uh, would love to connect with anyone that listens to the interview, has questions, you know, send us an email, uh, hit us on Facebook, post our Facebook group. would love to hear from anyone. Oh, that's great. All right. So, Justin, thank you so much again. I want to thank everyone for listening to Talk Healthy today. I love my bone broth, and I urge you to try it as well. And in the meantime, you can check us out on social media. You can go to Twitter and Snapchat at Talk Healthy, the number two day uh, on Facebook at Talk Healthy Today podcast. And I'm just so thrilled that you're listening to the show. If you like the show, which I hope you do, please leave a review. If you don't like the show, please leave a review. I'm very open. You can tell me construction criticism. I was told by one guy I talked too much about white bean pasta, but let me tell you, it's really good. So <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Anyway, I hope everyone is, see, I love my beans from the that's it bar to the white bean pasta, but I also love my bone broth. Anyway, I hope everyone has a great day. Stay well.